Sex Within Marriage podcast. My name is JD and I blog over at uncoveringintimacy.com and we're finally done with our move and getting settled in so I'm continuing to try and catch up on our backlog of questions. These ones came in during March of this year from our anonymous have a question page. They come in with no contact information, no context other than what's given and we just go on what we have. These questions also all get posted to our forum when they are submitted so our supporters get to discuss them, share their thoughts, and we get to have some really good discussions that lead to improving our own marriages as well. But before we get to the questions, I have to talk a bit about our Becoming More Sexually Engaged course for Christian Wives. For those who don't know, this is a course for Christian wives to help them become more sexually engaged in their marriage. This is not for husbands to pressure their wives into. It's not for husbands to tell their wives about. This is for wives who themselves are interested in learning to be more present, intimate, and to enjoy sex better in their marriage. On August 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, I'm going to be running a free webinar to quickly go through the first module for anyone who's interested in seeing what the course is about. It's going to be live, so there's going to be a bit of a talk to go through the materials and then Q&A time afterwards to ask any questions that you might have about the course. The wives who've shown up for the webinar in the past have always learned a lot, even if they go don't go on to do the course. So even if you're not considering taking it, please feel free to sign up. Uh, the links to everything will be in the show notes as well as on the blog. And if you're part of our mailing list, you will have already gotten an email about this. And now on to the questions. Question one says, my husband has had a problem with porn in the past. I rarely ask him how it's going for him because when I do, he gets very defensive and starts placing blame on me for mistakes that I have made in the past. He has said that if he was struggling with it, I wouldn't be the one he talked to. It would be his guy friends. As a wife, is it appropriate for me to check in with him or is it something I should not approach and just trust that it's not an issue? So there is a difference between what is right and what is prudent. Is it appropriate for you to check in with him? Sure. Is it prudent at this stage? Probably not. There is a large difference between someone who is struggling and convicted to change and one who is struggling but still in love with their sin. Uh, The first will accept whatever help that they can, and the second will claim to want help but will likely accept none. Uh, They'll make shows of acceptance or desire for help sometimes, but when it's offered, then they'll make excuses, get defensive, angry, throw a pity party, or do something else to divert attention away from the work that needs to be done. In those cases, when they're not ready, there's no sense in trying to help someone change who isn't ready to change. What you are likely to do is harden their heart and make them dig in deeper. So what is there to do? Uh, We set boundaries to keep ourselves safe, and we love them through their pain and suffering, uh, knowing that they're no better or worse than we are, just that their sins are different. Uh, We pray with them, we love them, we treat them with compassion, and then when they're ready for help, we help them. And I think if it wasn't an issue, he likely wouldn't have had that response. So I I wouldn't trust that it's not an issue, but I would trust that God is actively working on his heart and that the Holy Spirit is working to convict him. And I'd wait patiently in hopes that your husband will accept that conviction. Uh, There was also a second part to this question about whether or not watching porn is a sin, and I'm going to tackle that in a separate post as I think it will take a bit to unpack. All right, question two uh, starts with, did you change your mind? Hey Jay, I love your approach to all these deep, intimate questions. Having the Bible as a firm foundation is very helpful. Your questions may start debates or conflict with some people, but I feel like at least you have a firm belief in God's word and your heart to follow that is real. 
My question for today. When I first started listening to your podcast, you gave an answer to a question about anal sex. Your answer, if I'm not mistaken, was in reference to God's design for that area of the body, and it didn't seem to be designed for entry. A later podcast, a question came in again, and this time you said you and your wife didn't have an issue with, I assume, what the listener's question was about specifically, uh, something about a messy situation, and then gave some helpful tips to the listener's questions. So my question is, did you change your thoughts on this subject? I get a little interested a couple times a year in this subject, and your first answer really put things in perspective and made sense based on God's design. It helped me to keep it off of the table and out of thought. I really felt the idea would not have come up for me if I had never seen it in porn in my life. Even after understanding the negative impact of porn, it came up again in another Christian form that felt it was fine. So I just wrestle with this. I do not by any means obsess over it, just curious at times. I'm interested if you change your perspective on the subject. Thanks. All right, so to my knowledge, I've never held the view, opinion, or belief that anal sex was sinful, unnatural, or otherwise morally wrong, unhealthy, or dangerous. I do believe, as with most sexual acts, there are ways to engage in it that are unhealthy and dangerous, and then they are arguably morally questionable. Uh, The best I can guess is that I was reading a question from a reader who felt it went against God's design, and perhaps it was hard to distinguish where the question ended and my response began. Um, If you want further clarification on my views, you can check out my blog post, uh, which is called Is Anal Sex a Sin? I'll have a link to it in the show notes, uh, where I share my view and my reasoning. That said, with everything, go with your convictions, not mine. I'm not here to tell you what to believe, but rather to share what I believe in the hopes that it will be of service to you in making a decision. All right, question three is, how do I wisely share with my wife how our infrequency of sexual intimacy leads to temptations and struggles for me? Since the birth of our last child 10 months ago, having sex once a week seems to be a stretch for her already, but I don't want her to feel compelled or obligated to intimacy primarily out of a sense of duty. But the longer we go between having sex, the harder it is to resist the temptation to masturbate. I feel alone in my struggle. I fear she'll be crushed and angry that I occasionally masturbate about monthly. Uh, I don't see how requesting more intimacy to reduce my struggles with temptation could go positively. When we have sex, she seems to enjoy it and orgasms almost every time. How can I encourage her to have more intimacy without making her feel like it is a duty or a task to cross off her to-do list? All right, so this is a very common struggle, particularly with new moms for several reasons. Firstly, she's getting a ton of oxytocin from bonding with a baby, so her need to connect and be intimate is likely to be lower. Uh, Secondly, you said last child, implying there are other children, most likely young ones. This means she has a lot of responsibilities, a lot of caring and nurturing that has to happen during the day, and she's probably being touched a lot during the day. Often, mothers of young children simply feel touched out by the end of the day, and having to care for and nurture a husband becomes difficult because, well, you're not in any immediate apparent danger. Uh, Adults are expected to simply suck it up. Thirdly, because of all these extra responsibilities, often less sleep due to nursing or simply life with young children and everything else going on, well, this can cause a lot of stress, which makes the body produce cortisol, which reduces sex drive as well. All these together create a situation where sex is simply not high on the priority list. Between a lack of a need for it in the moment and situations where it's likely her body may actively be working to slow down her sex drive. 
So I think step one is to be understanding of the reason she's struggling to desire intimacy. That's the key to starting to work through this, I think. Try focusing on her struggles rather than your own. If you aren't already, help with the chores. Ask her what you can do to make her day easier. Find things she regularly forgets or struggles with or otherwise doesn't get done by the end of the day and do them for her. This will accomplish a few things. First, it will show her that you love her unconditionally. Even if you aren't getting your needs met, you're working to see that hers are. Uh, Second, it will help her release the brakes a bit and make it easier for her to have space to meet your needs. Uh, Third, the best way to forget about your own struggles sometimes is to focus on helping others. I mean, there's a limit to that effect. Eventually, your own needs need to be met, but many times our simple life struggles can be dealt with by devoting our time and energy to helping others. I believe that's the best first step. Otherwise, all you're going to do is manage to pile on another responsibility for her. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm definitely in favor of spouses helping each other with temptation, but when one is already overwhelmed, well, adding more to their plate without taking some things off of it isn't really loving your spouse. But I'd start there before starting to have a discussion about these things. All right, question number four writes, Hi, Thank you for being a blessing to the Christian community. I would like to paint a scenario for my question, and this is in Christian marriage. Husband and wife are at different locations due to work situations, and it's not certain when they will be together. Currently, they have been like this for about three months. They are both burning emotionally. Is it okay for a couple to masturbate based on mutual agreement? For instance, by placing video calls and getting each other stimulated till they reach orgasm, is that okay to do within a Christian marriage? All right, so my view is that sex should be a shared experience with yourself. Thankfully, these days, it's a lot easier to do that with phones and video calls, as you mentioned. So while I'm against the practice of solo masturbation, I think mutual masturbation, like what you describe, is a perfectly acceptable situation. In fact, I have a post and a survey about it, uh, which I'll link to in the show notes. All right, on to question five. Hi, Jay. My wife and I have been married for nearly seven years, but we have been completely unable to have sex for more than four years. We are both in our early 30s and are fairly healthy people. My wife suffers from vaginismus to the point that even talking about penetrative sex makes her very uncomfortable and emotional. She feels that her body is broken and because penetrative sex is so painful and anxiety-inducing, she avoids sexual actions and topics together. As a result, this has eliminated oral sex, anal sex, and even sexual touching. She says that nothing feels good and everything feels uncomfortable. She has sought physical therapy for her condition, as well as meeting with a therapist to get help with the anxiety and feelings of being broken. Unfortunately, nothing has helped, and for the last four years, we have stopped trying. As a result, I am left involuntarily celibate, and we have had a hard time even discussing sex without her becoming very emotional. This has become the elephant in the room, so to speak. I masturbate privately, often with pornography, as a way to release pent-up sexual desires. I feel bad that I cannot share my sexuality with my wife, and I can't please her sexually either. We still have a good relationship without sex, but it does feel like we're roommates or best friends, not lovers. As an actor, desperation, I tried to be creative and reframe the situation to be in a kinky dynamic by introducing a chastity device. Since I'm not able to have sex with my wife, I thought it would be more fun to pretend that she keeps me locked in chastity and she's the key holder. We also tried pegging and roleplay, but nothing seems to interest her. Recently, she suggested that she doesn't have a sex drive and may be asexual. I'm open to any suggestions at this point. The situation is dire and it's Hail Mary time. Uh, I 
think you need to get a couples therapist. Honestly, this has gone on too long and the pain is too deep to deal with with a simple Q&A. Uh, there's a lot going on here and vaginismus more often than not has more to do with psychological issues than physiological ones. So find a Christian sex therapist and start working through uh, attitudes and communication and all that pain that you both have because I suspect that your desire to work towards kink and chastity is more of a function of your porn watching and avoiding the issue than it is an actual solution to the problem. So I say find a therapist and if they don't help, find another one. Question six writes, Hey Jay, a friend recently told me that he and his new wife are having a hard time having sex. He seems to be having a hard time getting aroused and his wife seems to have a higher sex drive. They've only been married a year, so I feel like they have time to figure it out. Neither of them had been sexually active with another person before. My friend blames his lack of arousal on the fact that he used to watch porn. My question is, does porn really affect men to this extreme? That the first time that they try to have real sex, they can't do it. This seems crazy to me as I have not struggled with that personally. I have struggled with porn, but I could still have sex with my wife easily. That just seems intense. Any resources you have on this would be helpful as I navigate supporting my friend with this. Thank you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Erectile dysfunction due to porn use happens fairly frequently, but not to everyone, of course. Uh, it can be caused by a variety of things. Uh, for one, in porn, there's an extreme amount of eroticism, far more than typically exists in real life. Uh, it's scripted, and fantasy is often going to push buttons that are unrealistic to expect in real life. As well, if you have a history of porn use, you may be used to separating sexual behaviors from intimacy and vulnerability, removing the relationship from sex. And then when you have a real live person in front of you, you suddenly have to worry about them as well. And well, that can be difficult for some and cause a lot of anxiety, which can cause ED or even block arousal. So yes, this sounds very plausible to me and happens to a lot of people. As for resources, I can't think of anything specific. I would probably try something like Viagra just to see if it's something physical or not, something Sometimes even just the placebo effect of taking a pill can help break through the psychological issues temporarily. If it works with Viagra, then at least they know it's possible. I'd also try incorporating mutual masturbation. I mean, if he can masturbate, then let's get him used to masturbating with his spouse. Uh, that starts to add in intimacy and vulnerability, so if that's the cause, this can help him start to reintegrate those into his sexual experiences and then work from there. All right, question seven writes, Jay, while I'm pretty new to your site and podcast, I've searched most of the content and I'm not sure if this has been specifically addressed. Do you think a panty fetish is wrong and how would you recommend navigating my fear of discussing it with my wife? We've been happily married for nine years with what I think is a pretty decent sex life. It consists of a lot of aspects that I enjoy, but several areas that I wish we would explore more, such as the use of her panties. It's not that I want to wear them, but I think it would be really sexy for them to be incorporated in ways like slipping them off candidly from under her dress and handing them to me in public, or for her to use them in her hands while touching me or performing oral sex. My wife doesn't have an issue with buying or wearing sexy panties and has even recently left them on during sex, but in the past she has raised the concern that I can be too interested in them and not enough in her alone. I understand where she's coming from, but therein lies the issue that I actually wish we utilized them more, and I'm worried that the suggestion would be met with insecurity and rejection. I know the answer here involves openness and honesty with my wife, and hopefully some selflessness and understanding on her part. I guess I'm just hoping for some discussion, advice, and reassurance that I'm not desiring something I shouldn't be. 
Thanks. I think your wife raises a very valid question. Is this a kink or a fetish? Uh, like, is it something that you enjoy or is it something you need? If it's something you need, like you feel like sex is incomplete without using panties, then I'd say that's likely a dangerous position to be in, and your wife's concern is valid that you've turned her panties into a sex object. Uh, if it's just something you find incredibly erotic, the fact that they're her panties and she's doing it, then that's a different situation. So I'd say take some time and think about it. What about it turns you on and why? And then talk to your wife about that, about your experience, and then decide together whether or not to keep it. All right, question number eight. Our last one is, hello, Jay. My wife is pregnant again, and she blames sex for getting her pregnant. We have been very careful, but somehow it happened. So like last time she got pregnant, she hates sex even more now. At times, she hates her current children, and now I see the hate starting to well up in her again that more years of her life are lost being fat. Sex was already a chore for her, so any suggestion that we would do it on an extra day than normal days, or if I wanted to do it two days in a row, it seems like the core issue is being pointed to by the regret around having children so soon in her marriage and having to care for them and the household while I'm at work. It seems like she had grand ideas for her life after she accepted escaped her family and got married and now the children are in the way are there any biblical counseling resources you would recommend that might be able to help her sort out her struggles all right so i think her struggles about sex are secondary to the fact that she sometimes hates her current children i'd find a therapist and focus on that first because i'm more worried about your kids growing up thinking that mom hates them than i am about your ability to have sex two days in a row uh, fix that i think you'll likely be in a better position to work on your intimacy Lastly, this smells like a mother hurt by feminism. For years, feminism has been teaching women that they won't be happy without a career and that men are oppressing them by making them pregnant. And I'm, I'm afraid it sounds like your wife fell right into that trap. While pregnancy is certainly difficult, you know, we've been through five of them in our marriage, uh, there is a lot of joy that comes with bringing a new life into the world, being stewards of our children and raising them for God's kingdom and doing it as a couple. Uh, my wife and I would both say that this is probably the most fulfilling part of our life, not our jobs or our careers or our hobbies or anything else. And I'm sad she's missing out on that just because she bought the lie that the ability to bring life into the world somehow makes her less than someone who burns her life in her career. So when finding a therapist, I'd try to find one that isn't going to further push that mentality onto her. And that might be difficult. And that's it for March's anonymous questions. As always, if you have a question of your own, you can email me at j at uncoveringintimacy.com or if you're shy, you can submit it on our Have a Question page. If you'd like to be involved in the discussions and want to join the supporters forum, check out our support page. Lastly, don't forget to register for our Becoming More Sexually Engaged webinar happening August 5th. Uh, I'll also be sending out emails about it, so if you aren't on our mailing list, you can subscribe to it in the link on the show notes. That's it for today. Talk to you next time.